1: I am always right there when you need her, <laughs> Benny. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. I need some more weedies or something. Can somebody like pop some caffeine or ginkgo or something? The hall or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I do?
1: uh, do you really? Do you just literally just go run the whole loop? I
0: get up. Yeah. Get yeah. Up just move around. Move around. I'm a mover.
1: I'm moving. I'm moving. Moving a sh- shaker. Moving in a shaking and a shaking in a... Oh, we got to get... Okay. Will you please cue up some fun disco-y... Cra- thank you. Because you know I, I need a little something Alrighty extra. Good. A little something, something today. All righty, Sue Lundquist here. Yes, you have landed in the right spot. This is the Gratitude Cafe. And I am totally honored and excited and eager to have you here today. So, um... I, of course, I've got my stuff I've got to talk about, but I just want to give you a little teaser: the clairvoyant gourmet? Question mark. Clairvoyant gourmet. Isn't that interesting? I when I heard that and read about it, I was like, okay totally curious, and yes, I want to have her on my show, her being Janie Boyce-Claire. So we are going to bring her on in a few minutes, but before we get started, of course, I got to remind you, you're here because of new perspectives, new thoughts, new ideas, and a new you. I'll remind all of you that I'm doing personal one-on-one, intuitive mediumship, clarity coaching readings, all of that, and I can be found at Sulonquist.com. you can also find me at the Woodinville Women's Clinic, um, but you'll have to go through my website to do um, the calendar when to, to make an appointment. See, my brain is not firing on all cylinders, Janie. I need your help. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so you can go to SueLundquist You can also sign up for my newsletter. I'm kind—I of, don't know if I'm cracking myself up, but right, maybe I'm entertaining Benny just just a wee bit, Benny. That's
0: every Tuesday for me. <laughs> <at you. laughs>
1: Oh, my heavens. Okay, so before we bring Janie on, we have to do a huge shout out to one of my other superstars. Of course, we've got Benny. So thank you. I really appreciate you, Benny. Uh, Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you to build beautiful mobile-friendly websites. But more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course and or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, my goodness, they can help you build that and sell it too. So I need you and for yourself to contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult and to see what options they have for you. There's just no harm, no foul to just call and find out how awesome Josh and his team is. Uh, go to www.resonateweb.agency and he would be more than happy to answer questions. Please remind him that you uh, heard the love from my show. That would be super helpful. All right. So top of the hour, I said the clairvoyant gourmet. So clairvoyance, audience, the clairs. We had a whole show on that. And then you think gourmet and you're like, hmm, okay, yeah, you got my curry right, Benny. Benny shaking his head. I wish the sounds delicious. Was-
0: no matter what, I'm ready to bite.
1: Uh, oh, are you ready to eat too? Do you
0: do you see where I went with
1: that? Yes. No yes. okay, caveman. Bam! Sure, ready to bite. Sure, ready to sure. bite. Ready to sure. bite. Sure. A hook. All right, Janie Boyce Claire. She is the clairvoyant gourmet. Is a rare five C's clairvoyant and uses her psychic abilities to connect people to spirit through food. Oh my gosh! This all meaning that all five of her senses, sights, hearing, touch, taste, and smell are clear channels for the spirit world. I love talking spirits, so let's just bring Janie on. Hello Janie, welcome to Sue Lundquist and Bennyville.
2: guys, how are you this morning?
1: We are wonderful, picking up the vibrations. How about you?
2: I loved the little, uh, you know, taking a bite, one-liner there. That was fabulous.
1: Yes. <laughs> you have never heard that before, have you?
2: Never.
0: <laughs> so first time for everything. You know.
1: Yes. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> yes. Well, Benny my I'm goodness. Feed Go feed ahead. Senses, darling. Oh, I'm nice. Senses. <laughs> feed the senses. Feed our soul. You're in the right spot. So totally curious. Talk to me. Tell me about Janie Boyce Claire and tell me about this clairvoyant Gourmet, Totally got me curious.
2: Well, I've been a clairvoyant for all of my life. And um, a few years back, I had somebody come through with a recipe from the 1860s. What? And it was during during a reading I was doing. And it was the great, 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 great grandmother that came in and was telling this uh, chef that I was doing a reading for about a certain food that the family used to have. And so that really inspired me. I thought that was the most amazing thing to be able to find out about food from ancestry. And so I started to premeditate asking, um, you know, when I was getting ready to do a reading, I'd go, and if any of you in the spirit world want to convey an old recipe or something about, you know, the family life that you used to have to inspire this person whose reading I'm going to do, please feel free to come through. And ever since then, I've been getting food elements in all my readings. So um, things like, I'll give you a really cool example. This lady I was doing a reading for, she was 70, in her 70s, and her mom died at childbirth. And so she never got to ever speak to her mom and she wanted to connect with her. So in the connection, the mom says, While I was pregnant with you, I ate a million lemons. I ate so many lemons. Lemon bars were my favorite thing to make. And she went on and on about lemons. Well, it turns out that the 70-year-old lady is a pastry chef. And the number one thing that she makes is lemon bars. Oh. So so it was such a cool little thing for her to realize, wow, this actually probably came from my mother. And so then (sighs) she started to ask the mother. Um, I put this and this in my lemon bars. And the mom responded with what exactly the ingredients were that she put in. And so the daughter says, well, it's very similar, but I'm going to put mom's version in my bakery from now on.
3: So just real cool
2: little things like that that bring love and memories back, whether it's, you know, a, a grandma that says that reminds you of a certain something she used to make at Thanksgiving or whether it's, you know, an instance like this where this was a mom she never met and realized that her favorite thing was lemons and so was her mom. I love that. Food connections. Isn't that neat? Oh, my gosh. Food connections of all things. Yesterday, and he says, reach out to my grandma and see if she can help me with my diabetes. And the grandma says uh, to the grandson, you need to have more pomegranate. And put pomegranate in your diet. And I said to the grandson, do you eat pomegranate at all? And he said the last time I ate it was with my grandmother 30 years ago.
1: Oh, my whole body's that's all cool. lightening up. That's, to me, a spirit going, yep,
2: check. Yeah, it's cool little connections like that, that you don't realize that there are food connections that uh, bring back memories and that are associated with love and, and love in the kitchen and um, also help that can help illnesses and stuff that's going on with your body.
1: Well, see, I totally agree with you. When you say love in the kitchen, because everything, every family starts in the kitchen. I mean, we really do. That's where we go. That's where we go to talk, where we go to scream, where we go to eat, where we go to cry. (laughs) Everything happens in the kitchen, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. And you know how everybody says, oh, you know, whenever there's a party, everybody hangs out in the kitchen. Well, I think that that's because that's where they felt the most love in their life, so that's where they feel the happiest. Yes, because of that whole family connection, and what I think is really cool now about being a connect, being able to connect to older generations who have passed, and sharing that with people who are still here on Earth, is I think that it inspires them to go back to the kitchen with their family,
4: mm. because we
2: talk a lot about. Um, how they felt in the kitchen at these certain events with their certain relatives or friends that have passed. And when you bring those memories back, suddenly it seems to inspire them to bring their own self, their own family, and their own atmosphere back to that warm, fuzzy feeling that they received when they were having family time in the kitchen. I love it. So I think that inspirational beat that comes along in partnership with that maybe helping to bring some of that back to us again, you know, in our time now.
1: And I think that's so important. And it's funny because you say that because, well, not funny. It's it's all part of the deal that uh-huh. I, it is. <laughs> I mean, it ain't, you know, we're talking spirit here. It just is what it is. Yeah. But before I, I'm. you know what, I don't even want to do that. I want to go into the conversation with you about Claire's because I want to educate the audience. I, I have talked to my audience about what the different Claire's are. But I think it's really important that they hear from it, from the definitions from you, senses, smells, all of that. Because the smells, when you, like, if I smell a pipe or a cigar or, and there's nobody around me, I'm like, okay, that's probably my godfather or, right. you know, something like that. So I think it's really important that people recognize that and say, oh, thank you, spirit. Thank you for showing up. So I'm Janie, you, you talk about the Claire's.
2: I'm going to talk about it in relativity to the food conversation because I think that you'll really get it when I do it that way. I love that. Uh, Clairvoyant is a clear vision. It's somebody who gets extrasensory impressions, um, mental images. And for me, I will get things like a vision of a certain pizza or a lasagna or (laughs) a chicken cacciatore was a last week's thing. So let's take the Kitchen Catch story, for example. As a clairvoyant, I could see the actual dish on the plate, the actual food in the plate, and I could see the colors of it clearly. Okay? So as a clairvoyant, I'm seeing things. I get a mental picture that is so clear that it looks like a photograph. Yes. And then clairaudience is hearing. It's audio being able to hear things. Without the aid of your ears
1: Yes So your
2: brain hears it But you don't need to physically hear it through your ears Yes Well, I was hearing the sizzling of that food As it was being placed on the plate So it was showing me that this was a fresh dish That had just come hot out of the oven That was still sizzling And so the hearing for me on that particular reading Was about hearing the the food cooking Wow. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. You're going to and make our I'm whole gonna... audience really hungry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully so,
1: to validate and reach out to their loved ones. Please continue,
2: Janie. The next one is all about taste. It's clear gustin and it's clear tasting, and it, but it's tasting, again, not with your mouth, not putting food in, but actually through your brain and through your energy. It's the ability to taste without putting anything in your mouth. And so what I was tasting for that was I was tasting a spaghetti sauce. I could clearly taste that there was garlic in it. There was onions in it. I could tell you what was in there because I could actually taste it. Wow. And so when I was describing to this person, wow, your grandma was really heavy with the garlic, <laughs> you know, because I'm really getting garlic strong in the sauce. She said, Oh yeah, totally. That, that was a, you know, a big thing in all of our dishes. It was a major amount of garlic. So the tasting part is being able to taste just like you're hearing and just like you're seeing your brain funnels that feeling and that sensation and, and that, um, you know, the sensation to your taste buds really, and tells you exactly what you're seeing and how it matches along to what the taste is and how it matches along to the hearing of the sizzling. So your brain is working together on all these senses to bring them all together as a team. And then when you go to clairsentience, it's sensations and feelings. So what I was feeling was an extreme amount of happiness surrounding sitting down at the table and having the meal that she was discussing. So I could feel how happy the family was and how happy the mother was and the the, um, air inside the room at the dinner that she was discussing. So the feeling was, um, I felt it in my whole body. Basically, I could feel um, excitement and euphoria, as if I was at this great family event, and everyone around me was loving and happy and chattering and that kind of a thing. Um, it was like the feeling you get when you're at a wedding or you know at uh, some big family event for yourself. So I was feeling the event that she was describing. This certain night of dinner that she wanted to bring back for a memory. And then clear, clear scent is clear smelling. And I could smell the chicken cassatory, which smell so good that (laughs) that was initially what I got first was the aroma. Then I got the visual and I said to her, I am smelling this amazing pasta dish. Chicken, garlic, I'm smelling all this stuff. And then I saw the vision and I said, oh, it's chicken cacciatore. Then I could see it. And so I described it to her. It's sizzling. It smells amazing. I can taste the garlic in the sauce. And I feel extremely euphoric as if the dinner that she's describing in the evening was just an amazing, warm, and loving family event. And so that's using all five of my senses to tune in to what's happening in the kitchen, in this case, for this young lady, and a reminder of a dinner that she had as a young child with the grandmother.
1: Oh, I love it. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Janie Boyce-Claire, and the website is clairvoyantgourmet.com, exactly how it sounds, exactly how it's spelled. And I will send all this information on my newsletter, so if you are driving, please keep driving and safely. But again, it's clairvoyantgourmet.com. Thank you for describing the senses. I think that's really important. And um, also just a shout out to the audience. If you are experiencing any of these clairs, focus on the ones that are the strongest for you and hone mm-hmm. in on those. Because that's just going to help you with your clair and psychic abilities as, mu- as, as you move forward in your gifts and training. I want to talk about um, how specific they get. Because I know in, in my mediumship, I, I request from Spirit, I need you to be specific. I, I need some evidence. And sometimes that happens with flat-out names, and sometimes it's pretty vague. So I'm curious about how that happens with your special dishes or recipes. How specific does Spirit get with you?
2: Well, I'll give you a great example of that one with my okay. mother, Aww. my mom is 81 years old and she um, was yearning for a recipe that her mother used to make and her mother passed away at 94 and so my mom and her sister were talking to each other and they said remember that rhubarb pie that mom used to make man I wish one of us would have got that recipe and they were discussing how they didn't and so I said well mom I'll tune in to grandma and I'll see if I can get that for you. Wow. So, And I left my mom's house that day. I was on my way running somewhere. And I'm driving in the car, and I say, well, Grandma, Mom wants that recipe for rhubarb pie. So if you can give me that, I'd be so delighted to be able to share that with her. And instantly, I literally had to pull off the road and start writing. Instantly, I get two cups of sugar, a cup and a half of vanilla pudding. I got exactly... Exactly, wow. exactly the recipe that she was looking for, and so I wrote it all down. I called my mom. I'm like, "Mom, you're not going to believe it. I, I think I got your recipe. I think I got the whole thing." And so she actually tried it, and they made it. And my aunt, my mom, were both like, "Yeah, this is exactly how we remember it. This is the coolest thing ever." So um, now we've passed it along to all the cousins and all the family, so that everybody has my grandma's bar pie recipe.
1: Oh, big thank you for Grandma for coming through so strongly.
2: Isn't that cool? But that happens a lot for me. Um, I always say I need you to be extremely specific so that I can clearly pass on the information you want me to pass on. Yes. Yes. And so I always, uh, before I do readings, I always do like a 10, 15-minute meditation. Um, I like to ask the people, is there some direction specifically you want to go? Is it related to job or relationship or is there something and then I ask in that direction but then I always say please bring in some loving guidance regarding um, something in their ancestry that they'll be able to pass along to their children and their you know uh, loved ones that are still alive and keep that chain going of love and nine times out of ten that comes in through the kitchen nine times out of ten when I ask that something comes through the kitchen, through food, through a party that had some kind of special dinner with all the details of what was on the table, uh, exactly what that person might have eaten that day at uh-huh. the dinner, and you, like, you ate all the ears of corn or whatever Right. It
3: so, but I, it,
2: go ahead. It shows me that when I ask for the most amount of love that you can share with this ancestor, it always comes through the kitchen. So isn't that an interesting thing that our hearts are so tied into the kitchen? Not necessarily maybe with food, but the food memories bring back those thoughts of the adventures that happened with the family there.
1: That nurturing, that love, and that community—yeah, yeah, that's beautiful and so validating through that. So I just—I ha- have a question for you because I was adopted. So if you uh-huh. get a if you get a customer like myself who never met her great grandmother, never met that side of my biological mom side. I met her briefly before she crossed, but um, Uh I have some recipes. How do you validate that? How do you, because if I'm like, okay, so are you getting anything from my aunts and uncles and great grandmas, but how can I validate that? Or do you just say, nope, this is what they're sharing?
2: Well, here's an interesting little thing is I just had a reading similar to this. Okay. Um, A nice lady in her 50s had been given up, her and her twin sister were given up for adoption. They had never met the mom, and the mom crossed over. And so they wanted to connect with the mom. So the mom was coming through and told them a lot about why she had to give them up and what the circumstances were. But then she said to the daughter, uh, to the the specific daughter that was asking this question, um, you have a family history of this sickness in our family. And if you were to start eating more coconut and bringing coconut into your diet, you'll find that it'll calm down the upset stomach that you continually have. And the daughter says, you got to be kidding me. She says, I was on a trip, and I want to say it was Peru, and she was really sick. And she commented on how bad she felt. And this young man climbed a coconut tree, took the coconut down, cut the top off, put a straw in it, and made her drink the milk. And she says within 15 minutes, she felt great. So she validated that on her own. Of, wow, oh my God, that was such a crazy thing. So then the mom started saying, "Here are some things you can make with the coconut that I always used to make," and gave her three oh. different recipes. gave her a drink, gave her a salad, and gave her an actual meal. And so that was one source of validation. But usually, there's some kind of a a self validation that comes about. And I'm happy to do a reading with you, and and we can connect to your family and see what comes through as far as that goes as well, just FYI. Oh, Um, I would be
1: honored. Oh, my goodness. Yes.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's really interesting because in that case, you know, the mother had never shared an experience with the child, but yet was coming through to help through food um, in order to help heal her
1: love that. So much love, so much validation, but it's also a reminder when you are here in the human world, give love, give compassion, give validation here before you cross over, right?
2: Absolutely. You you should strive to do your best to love and love hard.
1: Yes, here. And so if you were just tuning in, um, well, poo-poo on you, you will get my newsletter on com. but we have been talking to Janie And she is a clairvoyant gourmet. Yes, she gets incredible 1860s from great-great-grandma recipes, from lemons to lemon bars and loves and validations and thank yous from people in deep generations um, from her clients. I think that is absolutely amazing. Not only you take all of your Clairs and you can smell, sense, And see the set, you know, the chicken catchatori. That is amazing. Yeah, and I got to
2: tell you, sometimes it's a bit of a bummer because when I'm done with the reading, then I'm like, man, that smells, it tasted so good, (laughs) and then you crave it.
1: (laughs) Oh my heavens! Yes, I can totally
2: see that. That's the downside of it, and that's a really mild downside, and it's basically just for me.
1: (laughs) Oh. Okay, so I want to remind everybody how they can find you, and that is to go to the com. And how can we implement, we've got a couple minutes, um, and how, mm-hmm. let's talk really briefly about chakras. Okay.
2: How can, um, part go of ahead. The, part of re- doing these readings has brought me to understanding my chakras. Okay. Um, and basically that was because, Several people who were not feeling good were reaching out to their ancestors for help. And I was realizing when they were giving them help through food, I started looking into um, how the food is actually changing different things in your body um, by what you eat and not just, you know, diet and slimming down and that kind of thing, but actually the energy that certain foods bring into your body. And when I made that connection, I realized that the seven chakras in your body The seven energy systems that control a variety of glands and organs and uh, systems in your body
0: are all
2: feeding off of specific foods. So I put on my website, because I thought it could be helpful for others, because it was so helpful for me to understand, I have a page called Feed Your Chakras, and it shows you what all your chakras are but then what systems in your body they're connected to and what foods they want to be fed. Oh, that's brilliant. So if you connect the food to the organ that you're either trying to get stronger or maybe it's not feeling good and you're wanting to make it feel better, um, if you look at the chakra and you look at what food it wants, you literally start adding that food into your diet and you bring more, more of the relief there. But what also happens at the same time is you clear those energy paths that are blocked because they're not feeling well. And when all your energy paths are clear, you're able to connect the spirit much more easily and with much more detail. So if you relate your food to your chakras, you'll get more clarity. And that was the part that excited me. And that's what I felt like was really worth sharing because most people don't make that relationship because nobody really tells us about that so if you look at the seven chakras that are sensors and energy spots in your body and you feed them each of them every day and I mean you could feed all seven chakras in every single meal because it's so easy like example your heart chakra is green so you can feed your heart chakra things like cucumbers, green apples, asparagus, kiwi, broccoli, whatever, anything green, and you're feeding your heart every day, mm. your heart chakra, and all of the organs that your heart chakra works with, which is your heart and your lungs and your thymus glands. So, you know, your chakras work with different things in those related areas. So what I did is I put a little mini chart up on the website so that you can actually see, oh, your heart chakra like green things. And here's just a handful of examples to get you thinking about what you can eat every day to feed your heart chakra. Grab a green apple, you covered your heart chakra. Your throat chakra, grab a piece of dark chocolate. Have a cup of coffee. You I would never think those things would be great for your throat chakra, but they are.
1: I eat a lot of dark chocolate. <laughs> Girlfriend, you must do a lot of talking. <laughs> I must do a lot of talking. Wow. This has been fantastic. Our time is coming to an end, Janie. I want to remind, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to remind the audience that they can find you at www.clairvoyantgourmet.com. You can also find Feed Your Chakras, that Feed Your Chakras model, on the clairvoyantgourmet.com. If you're driving, again, all of this information will be on my newsletter that will come out later this week. Janie, absolutely a delight to have you here. And it's going to be exciting to talk to you offline and see what kind of good things come through possibly for me. Who knows?
2: Uh Absolutely, And I look forward to that chat again. And thank you so much for having me on your show today.
1: You are so welcome. Take care, Janie. And with that, Sue Lundquist, the Gratitude Cafe. We will be right back when we come back. We've got Mae McCartney, CEO and a 34-year serial entrepreneur. You're not going to want to miss this gratitude next 20, 30 minutes. Sue Lundquist, we'll be right back.
0: Chances are, if you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist, you already know what so many others know. This is a special show hosted by a special woman. If you own or manage a business, Gratitude Cafe is your chance to align your advertising message with the power of the positive. Best of all, the options are affordable, so you can stretch your advertising dollars to reach even more listeners. Learn more today at 206-322-27. That's 206-322-27.
3: Ready to release pain? energy is not bound by space whether you're in tennessee or sue's own backyard of woodenville washington sue lundquist can do both in person and distance energy healing sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body you'll find both a guide and a healer in working with sue hire sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227 That's 206-300-2227.
0: So you know what? You're awesome. And remind yourself of that fact every day with Awesome Socks. The fun, comfortable socks that offer a special message to you, your family, and your friends. Look down and then be lifted up with positive words of encouragement. Feel powerful, beautiful, brave, loved, and so much more with awesome socks. Check out all the styles and colors at suelunquist.com. Perfect gifts, awesome socks. Feel better from soul to soul.
3: Attracting the wrong things in your life? Blocked? In transition? Can't seem to get clear? Let Sue Lundquist, intuitive clarity coach, guide you through to confidence and sustained positive change. This is achieved with easy, practical tools you can use in your everyday life. Call now for your personal one on one clarity coaching session with Sue to get back to who you really are confident, purposeful, and positive. Call Sue at 206 300 2227. That's 206 300 2227.
2: Following the herd is fine
0: until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m. Do the Do the
1: there we go. Thank you, Benny. My energy vibration is right. Are y'all doing the hustle? Put your hands on the steering wheel, though. Do the hustle. Do the hustle. Pump pump. <laughs> Welcome back, Sue Lundquist here. Oh, it's a gratitude cafe. Yes, that feels good. My energy, everything's lifted up now. All right, so this next half hour, uh, okay, so first we had the the clairvoyant gourmet, and I was totally curious about that. And boy, she wasn't she awesome, Benny. That was so cool. And how validating is that um to get such incredible recipes from generations that have lost? I think that is absolutely brilliant, and I love it. I can't wait to hear what she has to say for me. So we're going to go into uh, May McCarthy. She is a 34-year serial entrepreneur, angel investor, author, and philanthropist. What does that all mean? Well, since 1982, May has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as $100 million in annual revenues. Ba boom, I feel like we should just go ching or some like button, right? She's also a best selling author, speaker, university lecturer, and angel investor. She knows herself best, she knows her product best. I can read the bio, but I'm gonna go ahead and bring her on so all of you can get to know May. May welcome. Oh, thank you so much! I'm happy to be here, and I love that opening music. Is it (laughs) get get the hustle? (laughs) Bump, 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 bump. Yes, Benny, I love that disco upbeat music. It just gets you going of the days. So yes, Miss May, you have been a busy girl for the last thirty four plus years, haven't you? You know, I have, but it just felt like fun. Oh, there you go. That's the magic word. Talk to me about what that means to you. I mean. Let's talk about uh, your books. I'm just going to kind of let, let's let get to know you a little bit. Okay. Well, I, I was
4: actually raised on the beach in Hawaii, the last of 10 kids. And we were just always taught about this idea of giving and receiving, you know, that we, as long as we were giving something of value, we would receive something of value. And my dad was an entrepreneur and also a surgeon and demonstrated that. And at the end of the year would always be so surprised Uh, or seemingly surprised that, you know, he received more than he ever gave out. And that sort of permeated through all of us that if we could figure out what it is that we love to do and could enable a fair exchange of value, we'd live a good life. And so that particular principle has been carried through in all my businesses and all my volunteering and all my um, being on boards and things like that, that there's a fair exchange of value out there that everybody can experience that we're all valuable and we all have gifts we all have skills and talents and if we're doing what we love to do we can exchange that for value
1: and oh, live a really good life I love it but you know what? May I have to go back just a couple steps you're the baby of ten kids I am oh my heavens that was a busy house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had lots lots to learn and lots lots going on, I'm sure. Oh
4: yeah. Always always busy. And then of course everybody had friends over, so it was quite quite a big crowd at our house all the time.
1: Oh, I bet. Okay. So back to a fair exchange of value. How are you presenting value in your life? I love that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. So best selling book. You're an author. Yeah, that was actually kind of interesting. I I attend
4: a uh, spiritual center over in um, on Sandpoint Way oh, uh, called yes. Center for Spiritual Living. Yes, yep. And I, I uh, followed my sister, whose name is Reverend Sharon Ramey there, and it was just a great community. I just loved it. And I'm a big believer in this idea of giving and receiving and was asked if I would teach people a little bit about how I – use a daily practice in my business and in my life. So after about the 500th person had gone through my workshop, I was asked to write a book because in the workshop, you get a 28-page workbook, and we have a three-hour, fun, interactive, really great time. But I also tell a lot of stories that show you how to apply these principles. And I don't write those down in the workbook. So I was asked to write a book. Didn't really think that was going to be something for my resume. And everything just fell into place so easily. And uh, interestingly enough, it actually made it to number two on Amazon in personal finance.
1: And wow. It's, and it's yay. really, a,
4: you know, kind of a spiritually based book. But
1: Well, yeah. don't you love how that kind of goes in sideways and then it all gets, it gets... Uh digested however it's supposed to be heard, right?
4: Yeah, and and it, and it gives me an opportunity to live my purpose which is to, you know, help elevate prosperity and freedom for everyone.
1: Mm. I love, I really got, I got to go back to this, a fair exchange of value because there's so many um, unmet expectations and when you don't even um, allow yourself to be valued and put up those boundaries to say I am of worth and whether it's financial and or personal emotional worth and creating those types of boundaries it's there is a lot of giving away does that make sense um, you are, maybe you have more language better language for that
4: Are are you talking about when it's not balanced? When it's when all you're doing is giving, giving, giving.
1: giving, Yes.
4: Well it kinda depends on how you're giving. Oh talk to me about that. If you're giving with gratitude and cheerfulness, it somehow activates that that balance automatically. You know, you're if you're giving resentfully and um, with the expectation that you will absolutely receive something from this channel in this way, gotcha. then you may be disappointed and and you 've essentially cranked the hose yes <laughs> in terms of receiving what you want because you're 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 making too many specific demands on how it needs to happen yes, so if you 're giving cheerfully um and gratefully um it tends to return to you. In, it's been my experience that it returns in greater quantities but it comes through lots of different channels that I might not have expected
1: let it let it come to you open it up ask and you shall receive and there's a lot of people that are just like oh no 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 I can't possibly accept that oh no 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 whereas <laughs> the
4: universe is trying to give, give you it, stuff yes but you're refusing it you're not being a cheerful receiver yes so you have to really you know I, I'm I'm around people all the time and they always go for their wallet when the check comes or they always you know are giving gifts and things like that and then later they feel kind of resentment uh, some resentment because they haven't received but if they really look closely there were lots of times where people tried to give to them and they refused it so you have to be a cheerful receiver Receiver. as well
1: Receiver, yes very very important huge okay you know, we I talk quite a bit about intuition on this show, spirituality and intuition, and you refer Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, they have all relied on intuition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't everybody else?
4: Well, I think that what ends up happening is... We want to analyze it and measure it. And, you know, if we get a gut instinct or a thought about somebody and, and our intuition is saying, call that person, what we do is we allow our rational mind to get involved and talk us out of it. Yep. You know, Albert Einstein said we have an intuitive mind that's a gift. And we have this rational mind that's a servant, a faithful servant. (laughs) And we can pretty much tell it what to do. But somehow in our society, when we have questions about anything, you know, we Google it. We look for answers. We try to determine every possible outcome that can occur from taking a step. And if it doesn't make sense to us, we just do nothing. And what I ask people to do is a couple of different things. I ask them to use a daily practice that enables intuition and their subconscious to show up more often in more obvious ways and to have the courage like steve jobs said to have the courage to follow your heart and intuition
1: mm, wonderful is that where we're going to kind of segue into those three things what oh, can- we can.
4: yes let's do that <laughs> <laughs> okay so in my book i write about seven steps for financial abundance, but really it's seven steps for any kind of a life that you want to create, whether it's right relationships, um, use of your skills and talents in fulfilling and satisfying ways, great health, anything that you want and desire for your life, you can achieve. And what I ask people to do is set aside about 25 to 30 minutes every morning and really have a meeting with this characteristic, that's the ultimate advisor that shows up as intuition. Mm. You know, with this source of intuition. So it's a very serious meeting. You're going to be proclaiming what it is that you want and describing it with gratitude as though it's already completed. So Mm -hmm. in this morning meeting, the first thing you do is read for five minutes something uplifting that puts you into a receptive mood, stories about other people achieving the kinds of things that you want to achieve, achieving the life that you want to live, making it familiar to yourself. Then the next ten minutes is writing out a gratitude letter. So I happen to call my source of intuition the chief spiritual officer because as a CEO, <laughs> yes. I surround myself with people whose advice I value in my C-suite, you know, like my chief financial officer, chief information officer. So, so my partner is called the CSO.
1: I love it. Yeah. Chief spiritual so, officer. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. And you write out a letter saying, you know, CSO, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all these things that I have. And... I'm grateful for all these things that I want as though I already have them. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're coming up close to the end of the year, and often you'll hear somebody say that they want to lose 10 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. You know, their resolution for the year is to lose 10 pounds. They want to lose 10 pounds. Well, let's think about that goal for just a minute. If your goal is to be wanting to lose 10 pounds, you're wanting to lose 10 pounds. Haven't you already reached it?
1: Yes.
3: Done. Don't you already
4: want to lose 10 pounds? Why do you need intuition to help you with that? But if you describe it differently as though it's already completed, like, I'm so grateful that I am physically fit, dressed, yes. toned, energetic, and a healthy, pain free body, easily able to go on walks and hikes with my family and friends. Well, what happens is your intuition and your subconscious are going to show up to try and help you make that statement true. Yes. Yes. And yeah, in any area of your life, not just your health, but any area.
1: Any area, yeah. Right,
4: and then the third step is to spend five minutes reading what you wrote out loud. Oh, with I emotions. love that. Yeah, this is really something that a lot of people were a little surprised about. They're used to writing gratitude letters, but I ask that you read what you wrote out loud because when you hear yourself say something, it's really impressing your subconscious mind to assist you to achieve it. It anchors it more fully within you and it's essentially priming your brain for success.
1: Yes. As though it's already there. It's already done. Right.
4: And then finally use a technique that many professional athletes, musicians, and even business people use. And that is that we'll, we'll pick one of our goals and we will sit quietly with our eyes closed and see ourselves in the completed goal. So many athletes will see themselves performing at their highest in their mind's eye. A musician will see themselves and they'll mentally train before they ever pick up their instrument. And the same thing can happen if you want bright relationships. You'll see yourself with all of these people laughing and and enjoying each other's company in harmony and peace. Or if it's money, you'll see yourself looking at your bank account after paying all the bills and having lots of money left over.
1: I love it. You're speaking my language, girl.
4: And those are the first four steps. It takes 25 to 30 minutes in the morning. And then the next two steps are just throughout the day. You're expecting and watching for these intuitive messages that I call leads. Yes. You're watching, you're expecting and watching. And if you get one, like a a picture of, you know, your sister's face in your mind's eye, that means you need to call her. Yes. If it's, a, if it's a urge to go somewhere across town, go there. Yep. But if you doubt or have some fear about taking a step that you're given, all you have to do is say, CSO, I need another lead.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
4: What you can't do is do nothing. Yep. So you either take the step or ask for another lead. And then when, when you do take the step and you eventually reach your goal, you're celebrating. You want to have a celebration partner and text each other the word celebrate so that when things happen, when you get an intuitive lead and you take a step, even if you haven't completed the goal yet, you want to celebrate. And this reinforces that this partnership is working. And then finally, the seventh step happens at the end of the day. This is when you remove anything within you that's taking up room that isn't serving you. Oh, I love so that. that you have more room to receive the things that you want, more room to receive the life that you want. Mm. So you recite just off the top of your head, you know, thank you, thank you so much, CSO. I'm, I'm so grateful for the parking spaces I got in front all day. So yes. just a few things that are on the top of your head. And then the second part of that step seven is to recite a giving forth prayer. And you're you're reciting this so that you can remove anything that might be a negative emotion, uh, a resentment, an unforgiveness, a anger, a pain, a hurt, and you're just taking that out of you and putting it over here on the side. So it's not condoning the behavior of anyone in the past. It's not condoning situations that may have happened. All you're doing here is... Taking it out of you and putting it over here on the side, so that you have more room within you to receive what you want mm. and those are the seven steps
1: I love it. those are so powerful so I want to remind everybody who we're talking to. this is may McCarthy, and her website is triple w mccarthy that's m a m c c a r t h y dot com all of that information will be put on my newsletter that will be coming out later this week and including uh, an archive of this show or a podcast of the show. So if you have missed it, you've missed some really good juicy stuff. May knows what she's talking about. I mean, heck, if Bill Gates, Oprah, Steve Jobs, you, me, we're all using our intuition somehow, somewhere. Everybody has intuition. It's just tapping into it. And then, as May has eloquently reminded us then listening to it may I call that awareness anything and everything that I teach the first thing in my curriculum is showing people awareness how to be aware how to watch like you used watching and expecting for that Mm -hmm. it's the same language for me as awareness being able to create awareness because we get going into life so fast and and we don't see we don't slow down we don't see these beautiful gifts that come forth Right, and
4: that's one of the reasons why it's so important to do this first thing in the morning before you start your work day, before you look at your mobile device, but doing it first thing because you are priming your brain. You're telling your brain that remembers every time you had a goal in the past and were disappointed, Mm -hmm. it remembers. And so when you have a new goal that might be different or bigger than you've ever experienced before, your brain wants to protect you from disappointment, So it may put some of those intuitive messages on mute. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so what we have to do is use this repetitive process to essentially tell your brain, look, I'm serious about this. I plan to achieve this, and I could really, really use your help by not interfering with this intelligence that's trying to assist me. Yes. And one of the things that that science has caught up with this idea by by letting us know about neuroplasticity. You know, we have neural pathways in our brains yes. that are tied to beliefs and behaviors, and many of them that are really, really big and strong, they're almost like grooves, you know, mind yep. grooves. Yep. And we can sometimes get that feeling that we're stuck in a rut. Well, we literally are. We're stuck we're, in a rut, a mind groove. Yep. And the good news about that is that we can create a, or, and strengthen a different neural pathway that's in line with the new beliefs that we're trying to create. Fr- and the way that we do that is through repetition.
1: Over and over. And don't yeah. allow yourself to get sidetracked right? or convinced that something otherwise, because it's ego or societal stuff outside. Yeah, I, I. Right. And as soon as that belief shifts, as
4: soon as you believe that it's possible, Then the brain takes that intuitive and subconscious messaging off mute, and you're able to notice an increase in the number of and the obviousness of leads um, and messages that you're getting to point out
1: possibilities. Yes, and these intuition hits, I'd like to say, because when I first started off, I couldn't tell the difference, like you were just referring to, May, taking it off the mute. So when... My awareness heightened or my mute came up and off. It was hard for me to discern, a big powerful word, discern between what was real and what was my, what, you know, intuition, what was that for me? So it's a, for me, it's a very soft, calm, loving voice that's happening inside. Not this, um, piped up, rushed, you know, coffee drinking, mom frantic kind of voice. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense?
4: Yeah, it sure does. And that's one of the goals that you have all day long that, that people that are really in tune with their intuition, one of the main things that we try to do is use our words, thoughts, and emotions to keep us in that calm place so that we can be aware of those intuitive leads that are trying to help us. yep, you know I mean, think about last time you know you you or somebody you know was really angry about something. You, you can't go up and have a conversation with someone like that they're no. they're they're too consumed. It's this turbulence that's in their life and you know if we can't have a conversation with them, how can they be aware and notice these wonderful still small voices and intuitive leads?
1: Yes, they're blessings, they're amazing, yeah, yes, so I before we end, we've got a couple more minutes, but gratitude giving forth and forgiveness. why is that so important to the receiving? And how does that bring so much more into life? Well, it's, it's my belief that whatever emotion you're tying to something
4: is really going to be part of what you receive. So if you're giving and you're uncomfortable or, or, or resentful or it's not a cheerful and positive and grateful experience, right? you're asking for that same feeling to return to you. You know, this is mm. a, a balance. So if I'm giving out, you know, gingerly and, you know, not really cheerfully.
1: Well, May, it goes back to what you were just saying earlier um, when we were talking—a fair exchange of value. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Please continue. I but I just love that.
4: Okay. Yeah. So um, I I I do I, I believe that whatever you put your attention on, whatever you use your words, thoughts, and emotions and actions for, and the the emotion that's tied to that, and the intention that's tied to that will return the same to you. Yep. I mean, we our, our uh, experience in life is really interesting. I mean, think about the last time you might have bought a car or a big item. Mm-hmm. You know, you research it, you test drive it, you think about all the different models, and you narrow it down and narrow it down to the one that you want. Didn't you start to notice that car everywhere? <laughs> you never noticed that car before it became a goal, and you started to imagine yourself in that car. Yes. So if we are giving with, you know, some strings attached or or with some expectations that aren't positive, we're going to notice evidence of, of that negative emotion returning to us.
1: Versus the positive that we want. Yeah. Yes. So it is. What are you putting your attention to, folks, over and over again? If you're putting your attention to, well, wh- how come that keeps happening to me or just that um again taking accountability or responsibility for your own actions and behaviors but that's all the premise of what we're talking about we're giving you tools to be able to do that so if you are on a pity pot you're going to keep getting the pity pot if you're on the sad pot you're going to get the sad pot it's all about what we're talking about like what may was talking about a fair exchange of value what language are you using not only externally or internally for yourself right may right yes right. yes yeah, uh, and
4: if you get an intuitive lead and you don't
1: understand it, just ask for another one.
4: CSO, yes. We need another lead.
1: Don't do nothing. Ask for another lead if you do not understand it. Ask for another lead. Why not keep asking? Just keep and
3: asking.
1: be a really good receiver, right? Right. Be a really good receiver. If you were noticing again the awareness piece, I I in my curriculum that I teach, you've got the same language, just a little bit different. Um. Literally, you've got to have that awareness and have that awareness of what's happening around you. I love it. All right. Let me remind everybody how to get a hold of Mae McCarthy. And you can go to McCarthy. Dot com. Um, what are you grateful for today, Miss May? Well, I am grateful for this time that we have together and, and with all your
4: listeners. And I am grateful that I have some friends in town who I really, really enjoy. their visiting and staying with us.
1: Yay! Fantastic. All right, everybody. Sue Lundquist here. Ah, oh, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share
0: yourself with the world. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up at sulunquist.com to get all your questions answered and free goodies delivered directly to your inbox. We'll see you next time.